Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. And yes, this should be the very last. I've said this before. This should be the last time I'm recording in my car. The painters are almost done. I, whew. hey, you know what? This is what I do for you guys. Although I did find a nice shady spot today. It's very beautiful. I'm looking at a pine tree. It's very, very Colorado as I'm uh, staring at a, a, a pine tree. Anyway, got a lot to get to today. I got a lot of questions from you guys. You guys really hit it out of the ballpark with this. So I got a lot of great questions that I cannot wait to get to uh, coming up on to Huff Uncensored. But real quick, I was also going to, I was going to really get into parenting struggles and the challenges of being a parent. And it was funny yesterday. Uh, yeah, before I recorded this yesterday. So I'm recording a video. I, I took my kids to a bike park. And I'm letting them ride around. They're doing great. There's like these little hills that they can go down. And they're doing great. So I'm like, ah, let's record a video to promo what I'm going to talk about in this episode. And I kid you not, like eight seconds into the video, you hear my son screeching in the background. My wife thought this was a joke. She thought I was kidding when I when I made the video. Like, no. He literally flew off his handlebars landed on his the handlebars so i guess he flew over landed somewhat on his bike and then flew into a ditch and i so in the video if you look at my twitter at dehuff or my instagram dehuff uncensored i'm like literally running towards my son cuz it really did happen and he just it it was it was super sad but it's just like that it's just one of those things that just being a parent is like you can never really have a calm moment. I have two kids, six and eight, and they're never both in a great mood. One of them's always grumpy, and it irritates the shit out of me. It's like, come on, can't you both just be in a great mood for more than five minutes? Please, please, please. Anyway, so, yeah, he's fine. It was crazy, and I was going to get into all the all the parenting, you know, struggles. I mean, there it's uh, maybe... And I'll get into the questions real here in a minute. But so do you guys ever have this? And maybe your kids are grown. Maybe you're, they're younger than mine. Maybe they're right at the same age as mine. But like seriously, the daily fight to just brush their freaking teeth. It's like brush your fucking teeth. I don't understand why that's such a struggle. Seriously, brush your teeth. Or take a shower. Why is it such a big deal? I love being clean. I don't get it. I, I honestly don't understand it. And then my daughter, she just like, she loves to fight. She's the youngest. She just wants to, to fight and dig in her heels on anything. I guess it's all about she wants some sort of control. And maybe ultimately that's what the struggles, daily struggles are about, is trying to obtain some sort of control over any sort of situation. But man, she will dig in her heels about food and it just pisses me off. My son eats just about anything. Just about anything. He's just like me. I'll eat whatever. I've ate Rocky Mountain oysters. If you don't know what Rocky Mountain oysters are, those are bull testicles that they they slice into like a potato chip size almost, just a little bit bigger, kind of like deep fried pickles. And you, um, you, they deep fry them and you just put them, dip them in marinara sauce or ranch. It's delicious. If you think you're eating testicles, you're not going to enjoy it. You just got to 
close your eyes and just shove it in your mouth. Same old story, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, just shove the balls in your mouth. But they're they're actually pretty good. It's you just can't think about what you're eating. They it tastes like calamari. I love calamari. I love seafood. I love food. How I'm not 500 pounds is a shock because I love food. I love it. I can't get enough of it. Anyway, that's my quick rant on my kids. It it drives me nuts just how how they just fly off the handle. How there's always some sort of drama. My son fl- literally flying over his handlebars and flying into a ditch. I knew he was really hurt when he he was crying and then like he hugged me immediately when I when I was picking him up. I was like, "Oh my god, he's hurt." Cuz usually it's like, "Get away from me!" cuz he's embarrassed. Anyway, all right, so I put out on social media yesterday, ask me anything. I stole this from Mark Schlereth and Mike Evans because they used to do ask me anything. And I got a lot of responses, a lot of questions, and a lot of good ones. And if you guys ever want to just hit me up on, you can either send me a message on social media or just shoot me an email, dehuffuncensored at gmail.com. If you have a random question, I'll get to it on the podcast. I don't mind. All right, so this is the first one. This comes in from Rex the Mighty Dragon. Rex the Mighty, okay. Uh, Peyton Manning's going into the Broncos Ring of Fame. Where does Peyton Manning rank in all-time Broncos QBs? That's a great question. I think it's pretty obvious, though. It's a pre- If I were to give you my top three Denver Bronco quarterbacks of all time, number one has to be John Elway. And if you want to argue that Peyton Manning should be number one, well, you're an idiot. Peyton Manning, yes, he was great for the time that he was here, but he's not John Elway. Peyton Manning's great. He's a no-brainer Hall of Famer. He's a no-brainer Bronco Ring of Famer, but he's not John Elway. John Elway, number one. Peyton Manning, number two. Now, the one where you could debate is number three, but it's no debate for me. It's a no-brainer for me. Number three, all-time Denver Bronco quarterback is Jake Plummer. He is a guy I would love to have on my team as a as the quarterback. Because he's just he's he's just good. He thinks now every now and then he made some mistakes. But let's be honest, every quarterback makes mistakes. There's a lot of shit going on. We talked about this before. The court how the uh, an NFL quarterback does what they do, it's still jaw dropping to me. There's a lot of shit going on. But if I'm but if I'm going to give my top three Broncos all time quarterbacks it's going to be john elway peyton manning jake Plummer. no brainer write it down suck on that if you disagree i don't care okay then this one comes in from kevin hopefully i'm not a todd <laughs> all right kevin writes uh, you kind of mentioned it before in a previous episode who are the who is the biggest a-hole in sports media well, that's a great question because there's a lot of a-holes in sports media. And I'll tell you this before I get into the actual people. It's it's never the athletes. It's never the current or former athletes. Those guys are all nice. It's They get it. They're grinders. They understand. They have respect for people. The people that are the biggest dicks in, in media tend to be as far as sports media, 
which is the realm that I'm from, tend to be the the journalist guys, the the guys that have no athletic ability or very minimal athletic ability. They're the guys usually behind the scenes that are dicks. Or what used to drive me crazy uh, is like we'd get, a say, a, a national host on the show and off air when I'm talking to them, getting them ready to go on the show, they're just a complete asshole to me. Then they get on the air and they're like, hey, guys, I love you. Blah, blah, blah. Then you hang, then they, we put them on hold and I pick up the phone and say thanks. And they're like, yeah, you know what? How about you just don't call me again? I'm really busy in the morning. It's like, fuck off. But anyway, to give you some names, to give you actual names. Part of me says I shouldn't do this, but I, but I feel I, I owe it to you. And what does it matter? Truth hurts. Jim Nance. Now, Jim Nance, yes. I called him once. Now, okay, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt because it was once. It was once that he yelled at me. He yelled at me pretty good. He yelled at me because I called him on his, I believe it was his cell phone, and he answered, but he was trying to take a nap. So he just rips me a new b-hole for, I don't know, maybe like 30 seconds. And he was just, he was tired. He was exhausted. And I understand that. But what, now, what I will say about Jim Nance is he actually apologized in the same conversation. I think he was just so tired, so exhausted that he, he didn't realize that he was being an asshole. So while he shredded me, as he went on in the conversation, he realized what he was doing. <laughs> and then he stopped and he, and he actually did apologize. He's like, you know what, I, I'm Scott, I'm sorry. I shouldn't, I shouldn't be yelling at you. I'm tired. And he, I believe he had a, a, a younger kid at the time. So, and I'm like, oh my God. Hey, Jim, next time, turn off your fucking phone. Put it on mute. We all have that ability, right? So I don't hold that one against him. I have much more respect for Jim Nance for the fact that he did snap at me. He did rip me apart, but then he he manned up to his mistake and he apologized. So that was cool. I really appreciate that. Now, Rich Eisen has been a dick to me like three times on the phone. Actually, he, he was a dick to my former co-worker, Ryan. Ryan, I was supposed to call Rich to try to book him on the show, but Ryan's like, Ryan was just starting in radio, and he's like, I'll call him for you, Scott. I'm like, all right, go ahead. <laughs> I'm busy doing some production. Go ahead, uh, do this. So Ryan calls him, and I'm in the room, and all of a sudden I, I just hear Rich just using all these horrible words towards Ryan, calling him a, a fucking idiot or something like that. I, I could be wrong exactly what he called him, but he was pissed. He's like, how the fuck did you get this phone number? You need to lose this phone number. Blah, 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 blah. And Rich, uh, uh, Ryan's face was just bright red because <laughs> he was so like, what the fuck did I get into? <laughs> and I'm just sitting there like, Oh, I just hiccuped. Uh, I'm just sitting there laughing because Ryan was completely innocent. I was supposed to be doing it. Ryan took the bullet for me. 
So thank you, Ryan Edwards. You took the bullet for me uh, in regards to Rich Eisen. And then, like, Rich was a jerk to me at Broncos training camp uh, uh, like a year or two later when I was asking him to get on. And he was just like... And, and then, again, he's just one of those guys. And I'm sorry, Rich. You, maybe you just don't realize this. Maybe nobody has ever told you this, but you tend to talk down to people behind the scenes. And then when it's the host, you're very cool, very nice. I'll tell you the people that are really nice, like I said, are the athletes and former athletes. Uh, also, Peter King's really nice guy. Peter will sit there and, uh, you know, throw some jabs at you uh, jokingly. And, but he'll sit there and talk to you about beer and, uh, and, and stuff like that. He's a good guy. There's a lot of good guys and ladies out there in sports media. But uh, those are just some of the uh, situations that I've run into that were, you know, you kind of run into some, some jerks. I'll tell you, one of the nicest people, real quick, one of the nicest people I ever interacted with while in sports radio was Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. Yes. So Mark Schlereth used to be on the show Ballers. So he put me in contact with the whoever was booking Dwayne Johnson or Dwayne Johnson wasn't really doing radio hits, but they were, they're doing something and they put me in contact with this lady that handles all his, his stuff. So I was like lucky enough to book him on the show. So I, Dwayne calls in, I introduce myself and he's just super polite, super polite. He does the interview we put him on hold after the interview. I pick up the phone and I just say, hey, Dwayne, thank you so much for coming on. He's all, Scott, it was a pleasure. I truly appreciate it. You, you, Best of luck to you and your family. Like super fucking nice. Super fucking nice. And the fact that he remembered my name. This guy does a million things every single day. But Dwayne Johnson has to be the nicest guy. And it's the small things in life. The fact that he remembered my name and he took the time to say all these, you know, best of luck to you and your family, you know, whatever he said exactly. But it just, it just proves to me that he's a good person and all his success is deserved. That's, that's the kind of people I want to see succeed are people that are nice, that, that take a, a moment for the little guy. And there's a lot of media people, a lot of the media people that are just dicks to people behind the scenes. So it, it's nice. Nice to uh, see somebody like Dwayne Johnson succeed. Uh, let's see. This comes in from Nick. Most embarrassing moment. Well, as far as my working most embarrassing moment, uh, <laughs> I was in Minnesota covering the Super Bowl. Horrible place. Very cold in, in ja late January, early February. Horrible. It's like negative five degrees every single morning that we walked to work. Anyway, we get to, I book Terrell Davis to come on the show, and he's out there. So a lot that's the big thing about when you're on Radio Row is all the guests, big name guests, former athletes, maybe some celebrities are out there as well, and they're out there with you, and they sit down at your your table. So. I get Terrell Davis on. He's former teammates with Mark Schlereth, so they're buddies. So I'm putting the headset on, giving the headset to Terrell Davis. So it has, it's like standard looking uh, headphones with a microphone attached. 
right? So something that goes right in front of his mouth so he doesn't have to hold the microphone. But the problem is, is this headset was a little old and the microphone kept twisting as the day would go on. So I said, hey, TD, before we go on the air, I was like, I need to fix your microphone. It's all twisted. And he's like, okay, super nice. Again, super nice guy. So I, I grab the microphone and I start to twist and then he moves his head. He moves his head. So my finger went right into Terrell Davis's mouth. Not just like a little bit. Like I like did a almost a tonsil check on him. My finger went like I went knuckles deep into Terrell Davis's mouth. Yes, I kid you not. That's a real story. Schlereth and Evans are looking at me both going like, oh my God. And then TD's face was just like in complete shock. And I look at TD and I was like, I just stuck my finger in your mouth. And he he just says, yes, you did. And sure enough, five seconds later, they they pop on the air and they're like, well, we got to talk about this. And then, you know, they bring up the fact that I just stuck my, I just penetrated Terrell Davis. Okay. I've been inside a Hall of Famer. Have you? <laughs> that has to be the most embarrassing moment that that I've ever been around. I mean, like you're, I'm sitting there. I'm I'm always kind of slightly nervous around these guys because I, I, you know, I remember watching him play. I was a huge fan of Terrell Davis, but the fact that you know he's sitting down next to me is so cool, so cool. And then I stick my finger in his mouth. Oh, my God. Oh. All right, this next question comes in from Glenn. What's something that most people don't know about sports radio? Well, you, maybe you guys do know this, but this is the first thing that pops in my head is most sports talk guys aren't athletic, with the exception, obviously, of the former athletes. And here's a good example. Several years ago, I went to. I was lucky enough to go to the Army-Navy game. Very cool. I went out there and covered it for the radio station. It was really cool. And we're in Philadelphia. So before the game, before anything was going on, because they do that thing where all the cadet, new cadets come out and they march on the field, and it's, that's a really uh, amazing thing. But before that, it's just me and a few media members just hanging out on the sidelines and there's a bag of footballs. So they're like, we're at Lincoln Financial Field. Let's, let's start throwing around the football. So I start throwing the football around with this one particular media member and I'm just having a good day throwing. I am just freaking nails. Just for whatever reason. And all of a sudden, there is a group of media people around me and they're just like where did you play college ball like i didn't (laughs) wow you're good like like super nerd well i can't throw and then like they they would try to throw and it was just like oh my god are you it's like you're you're throwing a dead duck in the air what the hell so i'm (laughs) i'm sitting there just like they're, these nerds are all around me like, oh, my God, he's amazing. He could have gone pro, which tells you a lot about some of the media members, like, that they don't know what the freak they're looking at. Anyway, so I'm just, like, 
I'm just nailing it. I'm just on the money. And I have these big wigs from Army Navy standing right next to on each side of the guy I'm throwing to. So now I'm like super freaking nervous. I'm like, oh my God. And they're not really paying attention. They are and they're not. They're talking about how good I'm throwing. And they're talking to each other with the guy I'm throwing to right in the middle. And I'm like, I'm going to hit one of these guys in the head. And thank God I didn't. But that just kind of tells you just these guys don't, a lot of them don't really know what they're looking at. The fact that they thought I used to play collegiate football as a, as a quarterback just tells you just like, I, guys, no, no. I was just having an accurate day. And when you're around people that aren't athletic and around people that are, you know, can't throw worth a lick, yeah, I look amazing. I am amazing. All right. This one comes. Come on, dude. Use your real name. This comes in from Dick Hertz. <laughs> I'm guessing that's not your real name. Hopefully it's not your real name. Uh, there's a guy urinating right in front of me. Holy shit. This is real. The guy is peeing behind a tree right in front of me. Uh, he's in his bare feet. This is great. Uh, this is not a joke. He's wearing sweatpants and a sweatshirt. This is real, people. He just whipped out his little ding-dong and is peeing all over the tree. This is great. I'm guessing he didn't see me. Hopefully he didn't see me. Maybe he's trying to get noticed. Wow. Uh, I was not expecting that as I was going to read this next one. So a guy is peeing. Yes, fantastic. Don't do a number two. Anyway, this is, I don't even know what to do. This is disgusting. He is, when he walks out, he's going to notice I'm right here. He's going to notice I'm right here. Oh, that's disgusting. Hi. Hello. We just made eye contact. Oh, Jesus Christ. Anyway, oh, <laughs> hey, the Huff Uncensored, where you can pee and look at me in the eyes, apparently. Wow. Oh, my God. That's so disgusting. Anyway, let's move on. This comes in from Dick Hertz. Thanks. The irony. Favorite TV show. Well, that's a good one because I love the... It's not on anymore. It was only on for like two seasons. Legit with Jim Jeffries was hilarious. Always Sunny in Philadelphia is great. Amazing show. And... I can't get enough of it. It's just such a twisted sense of humor. It's my sense of humor, and I love Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And Lost was great when you talk about drama. Oh, my God. That was that was just an insanely amazing show. I love Lost. Ended kind of weird, but, man, there were some great times in there. It should have been Game of Thrones, but they screwed it up. Redo the last two seasons. Let's just start that petition right now. Somebody uh, make a GoFundMe for that. Uh, Yo to Huff, beer or whiskey? Tyler. Uh, it's a great question, Tyler. I've been into IPAs lately when it comes to beer, and I never thought I would be because when I first tried IPA, it was just really, uh, not you know, it was a little much, but now I kind of like it. But if I had to cheer, choose between beer or whiskey, it's going to be whiskey. I love a good sipping whiskey, a good bourbon. 
a good bourbon. Bourbons, I, I like to sip on bourbon more than whiskey. If I'm going to do anything with whiskey, I tend to mix it with stuff. Um, and I'm not a high-end whiskey snob. Uh, I was talking to somebody about what I mix my whiskey with, and they're like, oh, you can't do that. I, my kids had a, a apple juice juice box in the fridge, and I was like, ah, oh, I got whiskey. Let's pour it in there. I think I had Fireball whiskey, and I mixed it in there. It tasted fine. Sometimes I just take whiskey and the lime juice that you can buy at at the grocery store, mix that together, and you always add like a splash of water. It really heightens the flavor of whiskey and bourbon. Yes, it's true. It does. It's scientifically proven. Don't you come at Don't at me with that. I love a good bourbon. And I'm always in search for uh, new ones. So if you ever have any recommendations, please send them to me. All right, this comes in from Ryan. What is your favorite voice to do? That's a good one. That's a good one. Because, uh, you know, I got Cowboy, Connery, Ozzy, Crazy Happy Clown. That's what I call them. Let's, so, let's see. So Cowboy is like, hey, everybody, it's Cowboy to Huff. How big your balls? They big. See, I slip into Cowboy so easy because I used to be into the Cowboy scene. So I just... I was always around people that were talking like that. Connery. Connery's easy to slip into just because I think it's a fun voice. That's right. Plush, I really like to bang your mother. It, what's funny about Connery is it's not like, I don't think it's really that great of an impression. I think it's just funny to talk about banging people's moms. <laughs> Ozzy DeHuff. Ozzy DeHuff is controversial because people feel like I'm... Uh, some people are like, no, that's New Zealand. I'm like, I don't fucking know. You're like, hey, guys, how's it going? Hey, guys, look at over there. There's a guy peeing against the wall. Look at that. He has no idea that I'm here. Oh, oh no. We've made eye contact. Yeah, God, that's still weird to me. Uh, let's see. Crazy Happy Clown. What was I? This one, it takes me a second to get into. I'm trying to remember how I get into this one. Hey, guys! How's it going? Look over there! It's the Broncos quarterback debate! Who's gonna win? Is it Teddy Bridgewater? Ooh, I don't know! Is it gonna be Drew Locke? Oh! He's like Buzz Lightyear! That voice. I like that voice. It's just, it's very exhausting to do that one. You got Mama da Huff, which I ripped off from Adam Sandler when he used to do comedy routines. Routines. It's like, hi guys, how are you? Oh, look at there. There's a guy using the bathroom against the wall. What are you doing? Uh, and what's funny about most of these voices is they all originated on the fly. Like Cowboy da Huff, Mike Evans, when I worked at the fan whispered in my ear because him and Joel Klatt were doing a show. Joel needed to go up to Wyoming for Root Sports at the time to cover the Rockies. Rock, he, They were just doing it. It was some promo because Cheyenne Frontier, Frontier Days was starting. So they're like, let's send our analysts up there. 
And Joel's like, I don't know. They, they want me to dress like a cowboy. How do I dress like a cowboy? Then Mike Evans whispers in my ear through the intercom. He's like, get ready to do a cowboy voice. And I'm like, fuck. I don't. Uh, oh. And at the time, I just hadn't done really on the air done a cowboy voice and then all of a sudden they're like let's go to our resident cowboy hey cowboy how's it going i'm like hey guys how's it going uh joel uh, you basically need to go to the store and you need to put on some britches that make you go damn i am all balls in these chains and that's how cowboy to huff started and we that episode that show we it was a three-hour show 90% of that show was us talking about balls. So you could call that show The Balls Show. And uh, management did not like that, which is weird. I was trying to do Christopher Walken and Matthew McConaughey, but those are kind of hard to do. Like, guys, what are we doing here? I get, it's really hard to get into his cadence of Christopher Walken. You see this watch? It was your father's watch. And I stuck it up my ass for four years. I can't. I can't do it. It's really hard. Then Matthew McConaughey is good. I have to. Usually, what I do for to get into Matthew McConaughey is I listen to some of his videos, and, and, you know, clips, and then try to do his voice. But he's an interesting guy. He's so laid back, and it's just like, say the thing is turbo. We need to look at a philosophy of life. He's kind of like Cowboy the Huff, only he's not. I don't know. I can't do it. I can't do it. I did it once on video, and I thought it turned out well, but then it's just I haven't been practicing that one. But uh, Let's see. Rand is, Duff, give me a random fact. I actually looked this up. I actually <laughs> looked up a bunch of random facts for you guys. All right. Ready? Here we go. Uh, rapid fire, rapid fire, random facts. A severed head of a sea slug can grow a whole new body. That's disgusting. Beaver bu <laughs> beaver butts smell like vanilla due to their diet. Mm, delicious. Make sure you remember that when you're eating something that tastes like vanilla or smells like vanilla, you're going to be like, mm, beaver butt, delicious. Wood frogs in Alaska have been known to hold their urine up to eight months, sticking it out through the region's long winters before relieving themselves once temperatures increase. The urine actually helps keep the animal alive while it hibernates. Hmm. Very good. According to some former astronauts, space, space, another smell one, uh, uh, space does have a distinct odor that hangs around post-spacewalk. They've described it as a Hot metal or searing steak smell. Delicious. Uh, let's see. Oh, did you know, this is a random fact, but it's uh, the cast of Friends, they make annually from uh, rerun revenue $20 million each. $20 million each they still make on reruns of Friends. What the? That's brilliant. Good for them. Good for them. I mean, you don't, I, I hate to, people might look at that and be like, well, fuck them. Oh, fuck. No, good for them. It's a good show. Come on. Joey was the best. Him and Phoebe. I could do without the others. 
Oh, you son of a bitch. Bite your tongue. All right, let's wrap it up with this one. Have you ever been arrested? Dan, or Donnie. Excuse me, Donnie. Donnie, no, I w- have never been arrested. I almost went to prison, though. How does that work? So, <laughs> my dad died in 1984. And if you read the police report, there was the detectives strong. This is getting really serious real quick. The police, the detectives strongly suggested to the district attorney that manslaughter charges be filed against uh, like three people. But the district attorney at the time didn't want to do that. But literally the opening statement in my my dad's uh, death report or whatever is is that that they strongly suggest filing manslaughter. So at the time I was five when he passed away. So I grow up in the same, basically the same area as where my dad died and the people involved lived. Uh, we. We moved away, and then we ended up moving back to the area in Broomfield. So my first job was at Safeway in Broomfield. It's no longer there, but it was off 120th and Main Street in Broomfield. And I did a lot of jobs there. And at one point, I was a checker. I was the person that was checking people out. One day... One of the men involved in my father's death comes through the line. And I recognized him immediately. And my name tag said Scott. So he didn't really realize it. So he comes through my line. And I'm like shaking. Because this guy has is a horrible piece of shit. And I'm shaking because I'm like, what am, what am I going to do? 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 So I was like, is your name so-and-so? Yes. It's like, my father was John DeHuff, Jack DeHuff, as he went by. And he's like, and he just turns white. And he's like, yeah, he's like, I thought you looked familiar. You, you look a lot like him. And I don't say anything because I'm afraid of what I'm going to say, what I'm going to do. And I check him out. And he thinks that I get the impression from him that he thought that everything was cool. Like, hey, he doesn't mind that I killed his father and essentially got away with it because the spineless district attorney didn't feel like pursuing it. So the guy kept coming in. And it was just like, hey, Scott, how's it going? And I'm like, motherfucker. And it was just driving me nuts. And it was just like he was just rubbing it, my face in it. Like he got away. So I'm 18 at the time. And this is me being real with you guys. Okay. So I had a knife on me. It was a like a three, four inch blade. And I was sick and tired of it. I was sick and tired of it. And I I had long sleeves on. I was working. And he comes in. 
and I say to myself, that's it. I'm tired of it. I, it, all the pain that he caused my family, everything. It, he, he doesn't deserve to breathe. And I made that choice. I, in my mind, was like, no. So I put the blade tip at the bottom of my palm of my hand, and I was holding it in place with my middle finger. And I began to walk towards him. He was about 50 feet away from me. I was at the, the end of the checker lines, and he was standing over at customer service. And I was deadlocked on him. And I, was, I said to myself, you're going to prison today. Because he doesn't deserve to be here. And now he, every day, almost every day, he's coming in there acting as if nothing is wrong. Not once has he said that he's sorry for my father's passing. Anything. He's just acting like no big deal. So I'm deadlocked. I'm like, okay, this is it. And I begin walking towards him. He's 50 feet away. He's 45 feet away. 40 feet. 30 feet. And then all of a sudden, my boss at Safeway, Dave Nurnberger, comes down. And he looks at me. And he notices that I'm distraught. So he puts his hand on, his, on my shoulder and he's all, Scott, are you okay? And I look at him and I just fell to pieces. And I started crying and he rushed me upstairs and he had me spill the beans of what was going on if he would not have taken the a second literally it was a second of me he noticed that something was wrong in somebody that he knew he took a second and said are you okay is there something wrong if he wouldn't have done that, I would be in jail. And look at me. I wouldn't last one second in jail. But yeah, that's why from now on, like, I, I don't mind saying to somebody, are you okay? Because I would rather them be mad at me. No, I'm fine. I could be in jail right now. I could be dead myself. Now, that guy later died of a heart attack. So, I guess in a sense, justice was served. He died a, a guilty man and whatever. I have moved on. But it was the to, to bring some seriousness to this podcast where I try to have fun. And life is short and life is crazy. Don't be afraid to say something to somebody if you believe that they need to be spoken to. So, yeah, that's the time I almost went to prison. But thank God that my former boss, David, was there and he said something to me because it snapped me out of my stupidity. Because what would that have accomplished? Nothing. Nothing. It would have accomplished nothing. So, yeah, that's a very serious thing. I wouldn't have met my wife. I wouldn't have experienced all the joy with her. I wouldn't have been able to have my two children. All that would have been thrown away. 
all because I wanted to seek revenge. It would have been gone. I wouldn't be here talking about zombie apocalypse and zombies and how we lie to our children on a regular basis. I wouldn't be able to do that if it was if it wasn't for that guy David Nuremberger. So I truly appreciate. I'd never been able to find him to tell him thank you, but because uh, I don't know if he truly understands what was happening at that moment because I was such a hot mess. But that it is that's real life, guys. I'm, I've always said this to you on on this podcast. I just want to be completely open and honest with you as much as I can. So that was my my real life moment, and thank God he was there, and it turned me around, made me realize what the hell was I doing? That was stupid. I was about to throw my life away because he is an idiot. That doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. Thank God. Thank God David was there. And he helped me, you know, get back on track. Anyway, <sighs> good times. All right, guys, I hope you have a great day. Remember, be nice. Don't be a dick today. And hopefully that didn't bring you down too far uh, at the end. I apologize if it did. But be nice. Smile. Don't let dicks get you down. And let's move forward. Thank you guys so much for listening to DeHuff on Censored. Thank you so much to Mile High Sports. Check them out at milehighsports.com. A lot of great stuff on there. And, uh, and don't forget, my top three Bronco quarterbacks of all time, John Elway, Peyton Manning, and Jake Plummer. If you don't like that, well, you can suck a big fat one, right? That's my official analysis. And by the way, congratulations to uh, Nikola Jokic for winning the MVP First time in Denver Nuggets history, franchise history, that uh, a player has won the MVP. So good job on him. He well-deserved, well-deserved. So congrats. And all right, guys, have a great day. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't done so already. Make sure you like the post. Make sure you give a review of the post. And make sure you share it. Share it. All right, guys, to Huff Uncensored, let's move forward. Talk to you next time.